Hey everybody, this is Warren Sharp, NFL analyst over at Sharp Football Analysis. I want to welcome you to the Ringer Gambling Show. Join me on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays each week during the NFL season with guests Chris Vernon, Ben Solak, and Joe House to guide you through the NFL betting landscape. We'll be talking spreads, game totals, parlays, player props, futures, and much, much more. Be sure to follow the Ringer Gambling Show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. What's up, everybody? This is Tyson from Survivor, and you are here. You know where you're at. You're at the Pod Has Spoken podcast, all things Survivor, and here we are to break down Season 41, Episode 4 of Survivor. With us today are our good podcast friends, Juliet Littman. Hi! Juliet. I'm back. How are you? I'm thrilled to be you're here. You're back. Better than ever. I'm excited to hear some of your opinions. I like... I just can't wait. Let's get into it. We should, we need to, but first I would just want to get like season so far because you were with us the first episode. Uh, we've had a few episodes since then. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, but also embarrassed. You and I both really thought Voce was going to win and then he was voted out in episode two. So I feel silly. How do you feel about that? I mean, I felt fine until you brought it up. I had totally <laughs> forgotten about all of that <laughs> because we have new winner picks every week. <laughs> um, I felt silly about that, but in general, I'm loving this season. It's very fast. I will. I'm just going to admit right now. I have a very, I had a very hard time understanding last week what the ramifications were of what they chose for the special benefit or whatever with tarp or yeah. votes or whatever. But my, I guess my main takeaway after four episodes is that I'm terrified of Sydney. Like I would just never want to cross her and I would never want to anger her. So yeah. Oh, we have some good Sydney moments today. Yeah. I'm we sure do. <laughs> I'm afraid. And, uh, and with us as always is uh, our survivor fact checker, Riley McAtee. Riley, how you feeling, dude? Good. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, I mean, it's not my choice, but uh, we love you just the same. Ouch, ouch. uh, Well, I'm excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited you're here, really, Riley. And uh, uh, I teased earlier before we went on that your mom DM'd me on Facebook, and uh, I wrote her back about what an upstanding, fine young man you are. Uh, We'll get into it a little bit more as we get uh, near the end of this episode, because we got to jump into this. Okay. All right. Right? Hopefully, I can't wait to find out what she said. I mean, also, I was like, oh, it must have been on Twitter. Of course, Riley's mom DM Tyson on Facebook. That's the only option there is. I'm so foolish. She's yeah. not on and Twitter. what I'm doing, I put it out there right now so that this entire episode in Riley's brain, he can be like, what did she say? What, how I, and maybe throw him off his game a little bit, but not too much because we still need the facts, Riley. Okay. Uh, here we are. Pay attention. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I will try to not get thrown off by you attempting to throw me off. This is a great okay. strategy. <laughs> yep. Don't think about your mom right now. Okay. Okay. We're thinking about Survivor and uh, let's get into it. We let's do it. Finished last week's 
tribal council. And now this episode picks up with Ua going back to camp. And uh, not everyone is happy at Ua. No, Jeannie, she is pissed. I don't blame her. Would you show that amount of pissed if you... So basically what happens is everybody goes back to camp. And this is the feeling every time. If you're on the bottom, you go back to camp and you just want to ream somebody. And if you're on the top, you're like, damage control. How can I make this better with the people who weren't involved? And can I make it better? And uh, yeah, it's a whole thing. So How long is that walk? Like, how long do you have to stew? Well, it's a drive. Oh. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, they pick you up. Isn't it a boat ride? It depends. Fiji is a drive and then a boat ride. Oh, wow. And How long is it? Uh, they usually try it, and this is uh, not... I know that in the past, they used to try and keep you out for about 45 minutes. So they'd even circle so that nobody really could get their bearings all the way. And in Brazil, they would drive. So like even supposedly if the challenge was right next to your camp or tribal council was pretty close, they'd still like drive you around for a while. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Are you allowed to talk in the van? No, not at all. There's somebody in there yelling at you to shut up. Interesting. Because on The Bachelor, they also drive all the time, like in vans or whatever. And a lot of drama will happen in the van, but they they allegedly don't film it. I don't believe that for a second. If they're allowed to talk, they got to film it, right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And they're like mic'd up. But so a lot of the time there'll be drama, not a lot, but there's been a few key times where there's drama in the van, but you don't get to see it. And I always find that very frustrating, but interesting. But I'm so I'm glad to hear that there's no strategizing that we're not privy to. There's a little bit, but you can't like, like there's like winks and nods and facial stuff. But other than that, it's, you have to be really top secret about it. Interesting. And so it's not, uh, you don't get very far with it. So it's called lockdown and it's blacked out vans, blacked out boats. They don't let you see where you're going. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's wow. pretty strict. So huh. hey, but what's the, what's the point of if tribal council is 10 minutes away, why, why do they circle around for 45 minutes? Cause they don't want everybody to know where it is. So if you're in camp, you can't like sneak off and get to the tribal council thing and just like rummage around or do whatever. Oh. Probably oh. there's probably more reasons, uh, we need to have a producer on to answer all of those questions. But, uh, that is like the gist of it from my understanding. The first seasons, they did walk everywhere. And then after the first season or two, they started transporting because people walking for miles and miles is so not great boring. TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Jeannie gets back to camp and she is pissed at JD, at Shan, and at Ricard. Yes. And uh, rightfully so. Like she's left out. And that does feel, you know, you know where your place is if that's the case. Sure. Yeah, you're four or four at that point. And she was like really angry. I think I wasn't aware of how much of a provider she was or how much she she fashioned herself a provider because yeah. she was sort of like threatening them. Like, I'm not helping at camp anymore. And I would feel the same way. I'd be like, hell no, I'm not helping you you guys. But I, I guess I didn't realize that was her role within this tribe. Yeah, I didn't either, but I did like the play. I don't know if I love the threat, but like not helping would have been fantastic, especially if everybody else is like a helpless kitten and can't do anything for themselves. So that was like, as that was shown, I was like, okay, let's hopefully this plays out at some point in the future where uh, Jeannie is like, not going to start your fire. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. No food for you. Uh, Shan fires back and tells... Jeannie that she wasn't even Brad's number one, which is crazy. <laughs> like I was like, whoa. And uh That's pretty know. hurtful. That's it's, like sort of like 
finding out a secret about a family member after they've died. It's sort yeah. of like there's there's no way to like really interrogate it. You can't build any build back after yes. that. It was really that was like really harsh. It, I couldn't believe that didn't affect Shan more future and like down the road in the episode. Maybe it will in the season. Yeah, uh, she's get, starting to get real cutthroat here in this in the episode and season, as you can see. And I think it's probably stepping on the gas a little too early. Uh, but she does do that, and it is it's true. Like when somebody gets voted out, you blame them for stuff that happened because now you can bury your secrets with them, right? And uh, so uh, Shan, she was telling the truth. I think about yeah. Brad being Brad's number one. And, uh, and then JD sees that Shan has secrets, yeah. <laughs> but just the last episode, Shan got upset at JD for keeping secrets. A little, a little bit of a, a double, a double standard. Her, her reasoning kind of made sense to me though. I, she basically was like, I can't tell you Brad's business. Yeah. I'll tell you my business, but I can't tell you Brad's. But at that point, it had Brad still been there. I mean, their conversation wouldn't have happened if he was, but it became clear that what Shan's hierarchy was, it would be like Brad number one, although it wasn't because she voted him out and JD number two. Um, I thought it was interesting that Shan takes like every decision so seriously, but I guess that's the appropriate way to play. Like as a former player, no, like how did that strike you? You, I think she's honestly playing too fast now. And I know this game is faster with 26 days, so I don't know if it's you have to start that fast now. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. But like, you got to stay out of the driver's seat as long as you can. And early on, I mean, it's not like Survivor. Like, you're if you were on the island, Juliet, and there's not one clear path to victory for you. It's a choose your own adventure. Sure. And, and so, like, you just have to adapt to whatever circumstances you've either created for yourself or have been created out of your, you know, without your input or power. And right. so, uh, so I think that especially early in the game, as long as you are settled into the majority with people that trust you and that you can trust, then that is when you can let someone else kind of steer the ship for a little bit. Right. Right. Yeah. She, She's playing really aggressively. I, I think probably the one thing that seems like maybe would mess with your head and your game is though it's still so early, her tribe's down to four people, yeah. right? So it's like every every move you make, it's not like you can really hide, even when you're at camp. Like it's so apparent what you're doing, and there's not there's not a lot of places to like sneak away or whatever, which I th- I really thought they were gonna merge much sooner, but I, it's been cool to see it play out this way and like see the bonds form and then like thinking of, you know, playing it out in the future, like how will this all play out and everything is, it, it's interesting with um, these small tribes. Yeah. I'm into it. No, I like it. I, I, I know a lot of people, viewers maybe, or super fans or something don't like the three tribes, small tribe dynamic. I love it because it accelerates the gameplay. It mimics the end game to a certain degree. So you get to see that hyper fast play. It'll be interesting to see when the merge comes, who can then slow down a little bit. Right. It also makes the challenges more interesting to me. Like when there's three teams versus two, yeah. I just find it a lot more interesting. And we really saw that play out, right? With um, yeah. the reward challenge or the immunity challenge, which we'll get to. But I, I think it, it makes the whole episode more interesting. And we were saying that like it felt so fast. There's just a lot more action to cover. So you don't have the opportunity to get bored. And I think reality shows in general, sometimes they come out really hot and then the end is really entertaining, but like the middle can drag and that's not happening at all yet. No. Does it usually with Survivor? 
think it can a little bit when it's like when it's just two tribes and you hit like episode five. I think it can feel a little slow. What do you uh, think, Riley? I think that it's always the first few episodes that feel the, the like least interesting to me because you kind of don't really know everybody. And then it's always like, oh, this person went home because they like messed up in the challenge or whatever. Like it's always the same things over and over. But I think like my favorite type of survivor season is two tribes that never swap or anything. They're just solid the whole way and then they merge. So I'm actually kind of the opposite. I think I actually like the slower and just the like sort of Cold War-esque like one camp against the other. <laughs> yeah, type of uh type of gameplay. Old school. Yeah, I'm very I'm very old school. I'm very like traditionalist in my survivor views. I'm like every season should be like season 10. <laughs> season 10. What what was season 10? I believe that's actually China. I'll no. look. China is like 16. Oh, wait. I think China's 13. Oh, yeah. 13, 13 because my favorite is 12, Cooked Islands. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah, 10 no, is right. like one of the seasons that nobody watched. So, Riley, <laughs> yeah, you're right. listening. 10 is uh, Survivor Palau. Not Thailand. Palau. Oh, Palau. People watch Palau. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Fair. <laughs> uh, at least it wasn't Thailand or the original. But yeah, somewhere in Fiji there. Actually, I, th- I do think China would be like my blueprint season, or like more recently, it'd be like David versus Goliath or something. But. Just, okay. I just couldn't couldn't disagree more, but that's fine. Carry on. Yeah, <laughs> Riley, I'm sorry I asked you a question. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I did my best. Well, if you don't agree with Juliet, you are going to get shushed. Sorry, I was honest about how I feel. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not about honesty here, Riley. You got to tell us that it's something that's going to make us make happy. Me feel good. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, Riley, that's fine. I like that too. I. From my standpoint, I like every season because I get to watch it and be like, what would I do? Is there a thing outside the box I could have done, et cetera? So uh, my lens is a little different and all seasons I can watch and and try and learn from and put myself in their shoes fully. Uh, Let's get to the reward challenge. I'd love to. Yeah, I would love to too. So we show up to the reward challenge and uh, they announce, Jeff announces that Brad is gone. And that may not seem like a big thing because he does that every time, but then they zoomed in on Danny's face and he seemed like, oh no. And what was that? Oh no. Look, was that like, oh no, they're getting rid of strong guys or what? That's kind of what I took it as. I thought he was, uh, yeah, I I wasn't really sure because it's not like he really, I don't think he talked to, he didn't go on any challenges with him or any like the secret thing. So he doesn't know him as far as I'm concerned or as far as I'm aware of. I was confused by that. I have to say, I was really glad to get more Danny in this episode though. Like he's just so charming and he seems like a great guy. So I was, I was excited and he was so supportive of, of Heather who I literally know nothing about. Um, and I was just really, I I was happy to see him, but yeah, that was, that was kind of confusing. I like when I love the, get a look at the new, whatever try. That's one of my favorite moments too. to like, see, see all of their reactions. But yeah, I, I guess he was just surprised at like who he thought was the provider, maybe, or like carrying the tribe would be voted out. But that actually has been one of my takeaways of the season so far is that I've enjoyed that the votes have not been based on athletic prowess and the challenges. It's like all strategy from the very beginning. And I, I've actually really enjoyed that. This is the new era of Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's like you don't need to keep around the great fishermen or whatever. It's just like we'll figure it out. How do you feel about Danny's weight loss? So he, far? He looked thin, didn't he? he yeah, he did. He very thin to me. Well, I think the big athletes have the, they like lose the most first. They got yeah. all that muscle and starts yeah. to go away. Um, 
I enjoyed his felt look. I don't know. I liked, I'm like totally team Danny. I hope he goes far, but I, I fear he might be too nice and too much of like a, a purist. Yeah, he's, uh, it's going to be hard for him. I don't know. We'll see. He's a competitor. He likes to win, Definitely. obviously. So uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. So I just, that was a small takeaway for me. And uh, we move into the reward challenge. It's a classic challenge, a mixture of a bunch of things we've seen in the past. And uh, uh, I saw that, Riley, in your notes here, you said that uh, the first place gets an island, an experienced island uh, uh, dweller to teach them all the things about surviving in the wild. And then uh, second place gets a fish. And what you (laughs) failed to note was the Bible verse about give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. I was surprised I didn't say that on the show. I was too. There were so many opportunities to do it. Also, when they handed the fish over, I was like, is that real? It looked so fake. (laughs) It did. It looked fake. And she then held it. And as she held it back at camp, I was like, you're keeping it uncooked too long as a dead fish. It's either frozen or it's a prop fish and they're giving you a different fish to eat, which was my other thought. Yeah. Interesting. Probably was a prop fish then. So I thought that a uh, little uh, fun fun story about the Bible here. Uh, mm. Before Heroes versus Villains, I tried to read the Old Testament thinking it would be so hilarious to quote Old Testament verses throughout all of Heroes versus Villains. But after a half page in, I was like, this is so boring. There's no way I'm going to get through this book. And I didn't. Not even close. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but how great would it have been if I had just quoted old um, Bible verses? Were you planning to do it in interviews, like yeah, around camp? Both. Okay, so an interview bit. Do people but, like pl- plan their bits in advance? I don't think so. Probably some. Just you. Yeah, but I was going to just be familiarized enough with it that I could get it, but I also wanted to get them wrong every time so that people at home would be like, that idiot, that is not what that <laughs> verse means. It's not what it's for, and I hate his guts. Uh, oh so, I, I mean... The desire was there, and I think the purpose was pure, but uh, I just could not <laughs> read that gosh darn book. Too too long. Too long. Way too long. And a lot Wait. of words that we don't use anymore. I, I have a question about this. Uh-huh. Uh, it might get us a little off topic, but I saw a thing once. Is it true that before Heroes versus Villains, Russell was walking around with a Bible because nobody had seen his season yet before that? And so he, he took a Bible like before the season so people could see him walking around with it and maybe that they would trust him somehow. This is like a rumor I saw on like a Reddit page that was not sourced to anything. There's no, you know, like I have no idea if that's true, but Tyson, you might actually know. We definitely didn't know him before the season started. Uh, He could have been wandering around with the Bible, though I don't know that I noticed that, but he did have a crucifix around him. But I'm going to tell you something straight up. Somebody carrying a Bible and wearing a crucifix doesn't make me want to trust them more or less. (laughs) Well, it's I feel like wearing a crucifix is so universal that it's like I'm not even sure what it means. Also, like I don't know, it could just yeah. be like an, it could be a fashion statement. Could be. I don't uh, know. I'm Jewish. I, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know either because I uh, I don't wear crucifixes. So nor I. But uh, maybe for uh, Survivor season fifty uh, legends, I'll have a dangly crucifix, golden earring in my in my ear. Just as Honestly, a joke. As Janie a joke. rocked it. Janie rocked it. I thought it looked good. Yeah. No, the dangle earring? Yes. I he really want pulled a dangle earring. I, 
I when he at the end of the episode was like, "Well, at least my hair looked good." I was like, "Yes, correct." His good hair point, did man. look great. Yeah, dude. he looked he looked great. It honestly. looked so good when he said that. I was like, "He did get that right." Yeah. Uh, do you think I should get a dangly earring or no? I'm too old. I think you would have to reassess your hair. Your hair is kind of long right now, and it would compete for people looking at you. One thing about JD, the way he styled his hair with his butt, with his buff, there was not a competition, right? So. I think you would have to reconsider some of your look overall. And I'm just not ready. I'm not sure you're ready to do that. Okay. Well, I did try wearing high-waisted pants uh, this week. <laughs> How'd it go? I don't I love like, them. I think you're too tall for that. You think so? But the high-waisted pants for men are coming in. So I thought I'd try them and I did. And Like uh, they're coming in for like Harry Styles. No offense, but no, I, I don't know. know if like for the regular man, they're like a, a fashion. I'm not sure. Are you calling me a regular man? Well, I don't know. You're you're super you're super regular. Like you've been on TV, but you're uh-huh. not a not a pop star. So somewhere in between. That's right. But I do have the greatest fan, fashion sense of anybody that's ever been on Survivor. You're wearing a great sweater today, I have to say, and I like your hat as well. Thank it's you. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, wh- this you old surf? thing. Uh, I body surf. I can body surf. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's something, right? Sure. Do you just like pick up sports easily as an athlete? Um. No, I was like middle of the road, but then I worked hard at the stuff I enjoyed. Gotcha. And okay. now, because I worked hard at all the stuff I enjoyed, now I pick stuff up pretty naturally. But I wasn't always natural. But now, like, as a 42-year-old man who's done professional sports and sports his entire life, like, you put me on Survivor to compete, and I'm going to do fairly well somewhere. Right. Uh I- Cool. Okay. Let's get back Just to this. Curious. Sorry, yeah. my bad. I mean, well, I could talk all day about how cool I am, but <laughs> we're here to break down the show. And you can see Riley, who's not only our fact checker now, he's also our master of time, mm-hmm. uh, giving us the old get to it, Tyson. <laughs> yeah, I need I need like a clock that I can just hold up <laughs> at, at certain times. I think if you just do this uh, like loop, loop, loop with your finger, like get it going. Or uh, the playoff music from the Grammys or whatever. Or what about, what about that? Shan's tune that she sings to herself? Dun, you know? dun, 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 oh. dun. I, I, I love it. I do love it, but also it's only four notes. Can we add to well, it? It kind of reminds me of the Curb theme song. It's like she's like her own Larry David, except she's, like, she's an assassin. And she's singing it out loud. So if you are good at reading tales, you will be able to pick up on that tale eventually. But does she do it? Around, her, I saw her, her doing castings. it. It sounded like she was doing it around camp, and JD was looking at her while she was like, dun, 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 dun. So well, she had to get rid of him for a reason. She sure did. He found out her song, right? And he, she was worried about copyright infringement and yeah, IP rights, so yes. she had to get rid of him. She had immediately, to shake him. immediately. <laughs> so back, back to the fish and the fisherman. The fish. So uh, we go to the challenge, and Heather. On Luvu, who I, for almost the entirety of the challenge, thought was Tiffany. But then I also thought Tiffany was Tiffany. And then when I realized that there was two Tiffany's on different tribes, I realized that one of them was not Tiffany. So I started paying more attention and realized it was a person named Heather. Heather. I I don't know much about her. She's a, um, a deep-feeling woman based on tonight's episode. Uh-huh. She's She's 52. And she seems well-liked because she completely screwed up the challenge. Like, so bad. So, so bad. And her teammates, her, her tribe mates were pretty supportive. And I was just, it seemed genuine. It didn't seem like they were just trying to like coax her into 
going along with them. I thought well, that was that was nice. Yeah. I think it was mostly genuine, but Survivor is a weird dynamic. You can't go out there and be like upset at somebody for doing that. You still have to be like, we're a team. Way to go. I don't want you to leave. Like on Heroes versus Villains, when it was raining so hard, we literally had Sandra, Parv, Courtney, Danny, and Randy all threatening to quit after three days of rain. And you there in your mind, you're like, please, please quit. That would be so great. But then on the outside, you have to be like, no, guys, buck up. The rain will stop and the sun will come out. You got this. And so there's a little of that in there. And uh, for sure there is. I think I think they're good people. I don't think that they're, these people are bad people. But I, there is a little bit of that, like, in that moment, that's you have to be. Right. I thought, I thought Danny seemed really genuine. Now that I've seen more from both Erica and Sydney. I'm wondering if that was gameplay from them. And I I don't know, but not to, you know, just, I think everyone could be game playing. I mean, Deshaun obviously was playing really hard this episode too. So yeah. who knows? I mean, it's tribe mentality. You have to go along with the tribe in that moment because you don't know what's coming up next. So you can't right. be like not a team player. Right. Right. I was impressed by Tiffany. I was like really happy to see her succeeding. Dude, I, she I, did great. Right. I, yeah. She won the challenge for them. I yeah. or yeah, help them come in second. I um I'm I'm like rooting really hard for her. I don't completely know why. I think it's because she feels familiar to me. So I just feel like she could like be my aunt. And so I'm really rooting for her. And also just like such a turnaround from her being really bad at challenges to to last week hanging in there. She didn't fall off the the tightrope walk. Right. And then this week being landing. Yeah. I just was like so happy to see it. And I think, you know, Heather feels really disadvantaged because of her age understandable. Yeah. And it's, so it's cool to see one of the other older women doing, doing a really good job. Right. Exactly. I agree. And I was also shocked and excited for Tiffany because that feeling of being like the superstar on the challenge, especially on the tribe challenge really does feel quite mm-hmm. nice to be like, I won that for us. Right. And, uh, and Heather is quite disheartened. Juliet, let me ask you this question. You're in a challenge. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're accomplishing this thing that you're doing. Do you keep going for appearance sake to make it look like you're never giving up? Or do you just be like, nah, it's, I know that my physical limitations will not permit me to achieve this thing. Because at some point you could see Heather was like, I know I can't do this, but I have to keep doing it. Yeah. Well, how come she couldn't tap out? Like once some someone started, they couldn't leave. Is that is like everybody like swap? from the tribe has to get through that section? But she went first, so no one else even got to try. Yeah, so she probably could have tapped out and then reset at the end. But then everybody yeah. be waiting for her at the end, so it doesn't really fully probably matter. But at least uh, she could have watched other people do it. Like she didn't really get the benefit of any kind of true. Model. And also maybe uh, if she would have had other people go, then she wouldn't have had to spend so long herself in that position. Right. And then I believe Propes hit her with a really tough barb where she threw it up and then he says, she will never get to that one. Yeah. That was yeah. Really, really upsetting. I think um, I would both be like really honored and just incredibly embarrassed to ever be the subject of one of Jeff Propes more um, targeted uh, play-by-play <laughs> calls. I mean... It's really rough. I love yeah. when he nails it, but like, it's just really rough. 
Yeah. Look. And when that moment, like I remember not specific moments, but I remember talking with Jeff back and forth in moments where he says something and I'm like, I've got this Jeff where he's like Tyson faltering, maybe not it. And I'm like, Jeff, no big deal here. And, uh, I think I like that too. When like, if, if, uh, Heather had fired back at him and been like, Jeff, you shut your mouth, which who knows, maybe it happened not on camera. Uh, so she fails miserably and uh, <laughs> miserably, miserably, and is sobbing at the end. Sobbing, and Jeff's sobbing. like, "I, I love the. What does he say? He loves, he loves the gameplay of Survivor, but he really likes the genuineness. This is why he comes out, yeah. This yeah. is why he comes out every year for forty-one seasons is to watch people fail at challenges only to sob. Um, I'm a little sick of the self-referential 41 seasons, why we keep doing it. Like, this is why we play like the NBA slogan from a few years ago. I'm I'm like ready to move on. It's like we're episode four. I get it. Season 41 uh, says on the buffs, like new era. We get it. Like, let's just move on. Let's live the new era instead of talking about the new era. Are we going to get a Suri versus Heather season in the future here with Heather Mm. getting her Suri moment, so to speak? Interesting. I love Suri. So yeah. So you're accept. not complaining. Okay. No. Then uh, let's get Jeff on the phone. Ceri's sassier. You she's know? sassier and she is a game player. Yeah. I love Ceri Fields. She's great. I mean, we don't know if Heather is or isn't a game player. This is the first we saw of her. Hopefully <laughs> it's not the only thing we see because that's sad to go home and be like, you're the lady that cried about the challenge on the show, right? And they're like, yeah, that was me. Uh, JD, a few things to note in the challenge. JT loses his shoe at some point. <laughs> And then at the very end, he's still standing there without his shoe, yeah. just like the one shoe guy. And I was like, yeah, my daughters do that sometimes where they just have, <laughs> you know, just rolling with one shoe. No big deal. Sock on the other foot. He's a really unique dude. It was yeah. funny. Like, maybe he couldn't find it or I don't know. He seems like he gets caught up in the heat of the moment. There's so much more JD to come in this episode that I'm excited to talk about. So yeah. um, he just like loves the challenges. Like, I feel like he's like gets like too excited by them that he he can't do them as well as he should because he's just so excited that he's just there. And there's people that are like that. They get so amped. The adrenaline pushes them over to the point where they're underperforming. And so that it's a real thing. Like uh, people, you know, get so nervous uh, about it. And so I can totally see JD being one of those guys where he's just so amped that he can't contain his talents and goes overboard with everything. Uh, so the one thing I think to note, uh, it's a reward challenge. Mm. First one. It's the first one. So we get to see two challenges this episode. And for Heather's sake, it's just a reward challenge. And that's what Danny said. So the whole yeah. group kind of piled around and said, it's a reward challenge. I don't know if they're just uh, wise beyond their survivor years, but... I'm going to tell you a little secret. Rewards don't really matter that much. If you have to win immunity or reward, you may as well win immunity. And the only reason in this instant to win a reward is so that you can take it away from the other someone tribe. else. Yeah. Right. So right. you like really like the victory is defeating someone. It often seems like the reward challenges when it becomes individual are almost like a negative. They're it's just totally like- a negative. We'll get to that in the future, but you never want to win a reward challenge as an individual, you can let right. somebody else win it and take you on a yacht, but you don't want to be the one to make the decision at, as to who goes on the yacht. 
I, I really want to talk about the ethics of throwing challenges when we get to that part of the episode, because I have just got a lot to say. And okay. I'm so curious what you think as well. Okay, I will. We'll get there. We get through that challenge. Everybody goes back and uh, people are, you know, Heather's upset. She goes back. She cries. But then she's like cool with the tribe. She's uplifted by her tribe mates. She's uplifted by the tribe mates. And uh, we go to Yasa and they have baby turtles on their beach. It's pretty cute. They're so endangered. You would think that they would keep the tribe from even looking at them. Are they? I didn't I know think, that. I think so. I don't know. I think that everywhere you go, they're pretty protected. But yeah, I'm so are. jealous because I'm a nature guy. I love wildlife. And to see like little baby turtle hatchlings like that is just like it was pretty cool a once in a lifetime thing for sure yeah it was really cool also it just seemed like a nice bonding moment they're eating their fish that they probably got handed at camp and not at the challenge right and they're just like tiffany's riding high and i and i just think that like they are really bonding now as a foursome and it's pretty sweet although even in that moment you could see that xander's kind of on the outside and it's and that it's really the three women of that tribe who seem to really be vibing together, which I, it seems very sweet. I, I don't know. I enjoy them. I'm, I just like, I'm kind of rooting for the Evie, Liana, Tiffany triumvirate. Yeah, that is a fun trio actually. Yeah. And I like them a lot. if we're going to go predictions, I think that one of these tribes that is like getting beat down here early is where we're going to find our winner. Mm. It's funny. I, I, this week I was like, I feel like Evie's going to win. Just sort yeah. of how it, what I see in the future. Okay. Yeah, she totally could. Uh, she got a lot of screen time at the beginning, so we know who she is. So it's like she can kind of fade into the background for this yeah. middle middle of the season drama. And we'll but we have like emotional an emotional connection to her when she comes back later. So that'd right. be cool. I like her. Yeah, yeah, I like her too. And uh, she's gotten a good positive edit so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, meanwhile, Shan is becoming the uh, villain almost in a sense, right? An assassin, an, an assassin, assassin not a villain, an assassin, but. Aren't all assassins a villain to someone? Yeah, certainly. I mean, if you're taking someone out, I'd say so. Yeah, that's uh, how I felt. <laughs> <laughs> Although, have you ever seen the movie Gross Point Blank? John Cusack plays a really lovable assassin in that movie. Yeah, or what's the one where Natalie Portman was like the young uh, oh, next-door yeah. neighbor to the uh, guy who drank only drank milk? When she was really young, right? Yeah. When she's in that movie. Yeah. It's called like The Equalizer or something no, like that. it's called... Uh, That's the name of the Queen Latifah show also on CBS. Yeah. I don't think it's The Equalizer. <laughs> I'll figure it out by the end of the episode. Okay. Uh, or Riley, the fact checker, can uh, Google all the Googlings <laughs> he needs to do. I think it's Leon the Professional. It's Leon the Professional. The professional. Yes. That's you got correct. it. Thank yes. you, Riley. You're back. Yes. We're back I've on. Not, I've not seen the movie, but IMDb to the rescue. Yeah. You're so good you on the should, internet. You should watch it. <laughs> Uh, okay, <laughs> Great and then stuff. we go to Ua. Shout out to Nathan, Nathan the Fijian yes, dude. Climbed awesome. that coconut tree, no problem. And then Incredible. went out and speared some pretty big fish, actually. And uh, I don't think that any of those people learned anything about any of the stuff he did, uh, because climbing a coconut tree, even if you see it done, uh, is difficult. You need uh, certain <laughs> muscles to do that, and then spearing fish. You need to be good at swimming. You need to be very patient. You need to be able to hold your breath. Right. And so uh, even still, yeah, I'm I'm guessing that all those people on that tribe throughout the rest of the season, none of them will climb a coconut tree or a spear a fish. 
I would definitely rather be handed a fish than hang out with Nathan. Nathan seemed great. No shots at Nathan. But he but got like, like five fishes. That's true. And I guess they got to keep them. Yeah. That's true. And then, he got the coconuts and stuff too. They have more people. That's true. They, they got, they've got a big larder now. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So I don't know. I wouldn't say a larder. They had a bigger feast than the one fish. And so this is the classic biblical quote, the uh, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, uh, give a group a few fishes, also feed them for a day. <laughs> That's in the Tyson version of the Old That's Testament. That's at the end. Yeah, I think it's in the end of the Bible somewhere. I just forget where. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's essentially what happened. Even though they Great were trying stuff. to teach men to fish, that didn't happen. And then we get to Luvu where everything's happening. It's all happening at Luvu. And it's about time. I didn't know that I needed Deshaun in my life. But now that I have him, I'm loving it. What a great talker and just an interesting strategist. And I was just thrilled. Deshaun recruits Danny to throw the challenge so that they can vote out Erica. Allegedly. Yeah. So, I mean, we got to break it down a little more than that. Erica, sure, sorry. <laughs> Erica goes to Deshaun first and says, I want to get out Sydney. Sydney. And she's right. Sydney's terrifying. Oh, my gosh. They they open with that scene of her trying to start fire and then she can't get it. So she throws the machete and the flint down and says, I'm so sick of this. And I was like, oh, I've been around this before. My three-year-old. Does I was going to say, it's like your child. Yeah. Yes. Like, it was so crazy. It was like, I remember trying to build a wooden stegosaurus statue out of like these pop out wooden things and I couldn't do it. So I punched my fist through it and I was like, five or six years old. And I think that's like the last time that I really like threw a fit like that. And so, uh, I mean, a testament to her upbringing, maybe it was fantastic though. Uh, also Sydney, I mean, yeah, it was, it was like also great editing. They gave us exact clip that we needed at the exact right time. I, I marvel at how well put together the show is just so good. Yeah. They have a full team working on it all the time. Yeah, like they're crushing it. Great job by them. Jeff I, must love their effort. He, I think he does. I hope so. Uh, if not, we've got a problem. If we really do. So <laughs> they then they cut to Erica being like, we got to get rid of Sydney. And Deshaun saying, you know what? That's not a bad idea. I like it. It's pretty good. But then he immediately turns around and says, we're not doing that. Sydney's in with Deshaun. Sydney's in with Danny. And uh, so Deshaun uh, immediately decides that Erica is playing hard and fast and she admits herself that, well, hard and fast, she's played slow. Now she's coming out of the shadows to strike. And Deshaun, after she admits to it, Deshaun immediately recognizes it as well, which I thought was a fantastic read by Deshaun. And uh, so he goes to Sydney and then he gets Danny on board. And then they have the discussion about throwing the challenge. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get there, we just okay. need to acknowledge how Sydney discussed herself as like really attractive. Yes. And just like, why wouldn't they want her out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was so funny. I, it's hard to believe Sydney's real. She's like from Mean Girls, but it's great television. And like I said, I'm afraid of her. So they hate me because they ain't me was they the title of the episode. It's also what Sydney said. Also yeah. from the Bible, I think. Yeah, it is in the Bible. It's in Revelations. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. So she says that. She says it's why wouldn't she, why wouldn't I be a target? I'm attractive. I'm good at everything. I what what strategic, whatever. She just gave herself all the compliments. Uh, which uh I guess uh 
brings her to even because after she couldn't start the fire and through the fit, everybody said all the negative things about her. So even it out, even it out a little bit. Back at zero, back at zero with Sydney, and uh, and (laughs) so Deshaun talks, tries to talk Danny into throwing this challenge, the immunity uh, challenge, the immunity challenge coming up, and you had some thoughts on throwing a challenge. You feel very strongly about it, apparently. Let's hear it. I think, I think throwing a group challenge mm-hmm. is messed up. I think an individual one where you're just like controlling your own fate, I can understand a little bit more, like not wanting to win the reward challenge. But I think that throwing a group challenge or tribe challenge, whatever, is really dicey. First of all, I you know, I watched the challenge on MTV. And if you ever throw a challenge on that show, it's like, it's a sin. It's such a biblical episode. But it's like, yeah. as Danny said, it's a sin. Okay. <laughs> and... I just feel like, I don't know, like the point is to stick around for as long as possible. And I understand the point being that this was like a long-term play, but I just think it seems so unfair to the group to to throw the challenge. I, I didn't like it. And I was kind of disappointed that Danny went along with it. But on the other hand, I was glad to see that Danny was was at least prioritizing strategy, whether you agree with it or not. So I was happy about that. But I, I don't know. Like, I just think it's like a messed up thing to do when you're still in the tribe phase. I disagree. Okay. Tell me more as the expert. I think that these guys have not gone to tribal council yet. They do not know where the lines are drawn. Mm. They so know find out. Erica is a wayward sheep, keeping with the biblical theme. Sure. And they don't know like what she's going to do. And if they get to a merge or a tribe swap, can they depend on her to stay with Luvu? Probably not. Right. And so at that point, you're up in numbers. So you're already going to have the majority no matter what happens. You can afford to throw something to then get rid of somebody who is most probably going to go against you. Mm -hmm. So I think if you are reading the situation correctly and it reads like that, then you throw the challenge. You throw the challenge. I think Uh, that. The most intriguing factor mm-hmm. is what happens at the merge. If it's six strong with Luvu, and then, you know, they're down to six on the other side combined or whatever, then I think, like, thinking about the scenarios there, that just takes one person to peel off, basically, yes. and, like, you lose power. And I, I know that happens a lot, obviously. Um, I thought that was interesting, but I also was I mean, I, I guess it's just unpredictable, like, when they are going to merge, because at this point, it, it's seven combined of the other two tribes versus six. So I think that's the most compelling case for it. And also like the other thing would be like, if they didn't have fire and like, you want to go to tribal to get fire or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. I just thought like they have, they seem like they have a good vibe going or I guess it seemed that way. And to disrupt it also seemed risky. I'll share with you a story. Okay. Here, blood versus water early on. I'm on a tribe with Colton, Mm -hmm. infamous Colton. Mm-hmm. He, me and Aris bond immediately. Like sure. I think Aris is so funny. And, Love uh, Aris. Yeah. Uh, let's, great. I'm going to stick with Aris. Let's figure this out. Uh, and Aris is the same. It's like, we're going to do this. Let's control the tribe together. We're both kind of in this position where people will follow us. Let's figure it out and just control it. And so Aris and I have had many conversations. I have no doubt Aris is with me. And Aris hopefully has no doubt I'm with him. Colton comes to me. And says, 
after we'd been winning, we'd won like the same thing. We're in the same situation, 10 days of winning. Nobody's gone to tribal. You do get antsy at that point because you want to play the game and you haven't really played the game because you haven't had to play the game. And so it's kind of like, just like kick your feet up and relax is what you should be doing. And Colton is super anxious to play the game. Mm-hmm. He comes to me and he says, Hey, Aris is trying to get you out. I propose we throw the challenge and get Aris out of here. And in my mind, I'm like, okay. So I'm like, yeah, sure. I didn't know that was happening. We got to, if that's the case. But in my mind, I'm like, Colton's totally lying to me. And then Colton says, if I see you talking to Aris, I'll know that you told him what we're doing and now I'll be against you. And Colton's mm-hmm. one of those like scary guys too. Like, you're just like, I just don't have like energy to deal with him like not being on my side. Right. And so kind of similar to what uh Sydney is pro- most probably like if you're not on her side, I get I bet she gets like this. So then I sneak off and find a place to talk with Aris where nobody can see us and I said Aris, uh somebody came to me and said you're out to get me and he said somebody came to me and said you're out to get me and at the same time we said Colton And I said, he wants to throw the challenge to get you out. And Aris said, he told me he wants to throw the challenge to get you out. So he's pitting us against each other. So we said, let's throw the challenge and get Colton out. It will be hilarious. If we can get Colton to throw the challenge and then he's the one we vote out, it will be the funniest thing we've ever done in our lives. So we go to the challenge, Aris and myself, and we, it's just me and him that are going to throw the challenge. And it's this one where we put, uh, we put Laura Moret in a barrel mm. and we're rolling her around <laughs> or Monica, Laura Moret and we're rolling her around and me and RS are going the wrong direction. We're going super slow. We're spinning. We're trying, pretending like we can't control this barrel, but we totally can. And did everyone the, know? No, only RS and I plan to throw it. So we get to, but the other tribe is doing so poorly that we can't like go as slow as them. So I'm like, even when I try to lose, I can't because I'm too good. So we get to this, the ball throwing portion of it where everybody has to do like this ski ball thing. And Jervis is like, I got this. And where I was like, I don't want Jervis in here because he's good at that. Let's see if we can get Colton who knows Colton knows we're throwing the challenge, but he thinks he's, we're throwing it to get either me or RS out. Cause he's pit thinks he's pitted us against each other. So we tried our hardest to get Colton to go in for Jervis to throw the challenge and Colton would not step in and we ended <laughs> he wouldn't up, do it. He wouldn't do it. And we won the challenge, even though we tried so hard to lose. And, uh, then the next day Colton quit anyways. So we were like, okay, that's works out fine. But, uh, that was also the day that, uh, they voted Rachel out mm after they lost and I kind of knew, yeah, my wife. And I knew that that was going to probably happen because we had the biggest gap as far as, uh, challenge prowess went. And so I knew they'd try to vote someone out to get a strong player out on the other side. So man, that's one of my regrets in survivor is that we could not convince Colton to throw that challenge personally so that then we could vote him out. But you still won that season Tyson. So it's all good. Yeah, it's fine. It worked out fine, but I think <laughs> I think viewers would have appreciated it. It would have been funny. So I think that there's a time and a place to throw the challenge, uh, but I think it's few and far between. And I think this is one of those instances where you really do need to discover where the lines are a little bit. Who's right. with you? Who's against you? What's going on? Right. I just also like, 
I can't imagine relying on Sydney. I would want to get rid of Sydney because she just seems like such a firebrand. I just like, you cannot trust this woman. <laughs> the second Erica said, let's get rid of Sydney, I was like, yes, yes, yeah. that's what I would do. And then everybody's <laughs> like, no, we're not doing it. I was like, wait, what? What is happening? <laughs> and they're like, Erica's good. Sydney is, yeah, we can control Sydney. We can't control Erica. I'm concerned that Erica is going to make it to the merge and then everyone will turn against her because, and she'll be blindsided. Like, I feel like she won't see it coming. Sydney? No, Erica. Erica. Yeah, Erica. And I think Sydney could be actually a finalist. I see. Yeah. See, I think this is going to turn out to be a season where weaker players get to go far because stronger players want to keep them around to bolster their chances, which ends up being frustrating. But with Sydney, she seems like good television, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. So, and it seems like she's like the perfect lowercase goat. Yes. To take exactly. to the end. Uh, so we get into the challenge. Deshaun and Danny are trying to throw the challenge. They're trying everything to the point where Deshaun is even tying more knots, pretending to untie knots. <laughs> that was an awesome move. I love it. It was such a good move. And then, uh, and then your favorite part of maybe the episode, Evie <laughs> grabs the bag. This is, she's, they're still behind. They have the bags from the water. She has her hand on the bag. And what is she doing, Juliet? She starts swimming in the wrong direction and Jeff hits her with an A for effort, B minus for direction. Yeah. Zing. He got zing. her. He got her. And she probably didn't even hear it because she's underwater. Yeah. She, so. She's watching it now and being like, he got me. Fuck and, you, uh, Jeff. Those, if you really love the game and you love the challenges and you love to see people do weird things at challenges, like even if I, even if I were on her tribe, I would be like, that was fun to watch her swim the wrong direction. <laughs> and like somebody coming up out of the water and be like, I'm the first one out. And it's like, yeah, but you forgot to grab the basket and the puzzle piece. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no. Like those <laughs> moments, I love those moments where everybody knows what's going on except for the person that everyone's watching. They're like, what am I doing wrong? And it's like, all of it, all of it's wrong. And so I love those little challenge moments. And then Xander brought them back with his chest, his bare chest. Wow. <laughs> it was incredible. Pushing those pieces in one at a time with the chest. Uh, Nasir also, he was... Uh, Nasir Dan- was a beast. Yeah. He crushed it. Danny was trying really hard to like lose the challenge, but Nasir would not let that happen because he didn't know they were trying to lose the challenge. And then uh, Deshaun throws the rings as poorly as possible, only two-handed to Two-handed throw. He was doing a two-handed underhand throw. Which and was throwing just it like, super soft. Yeah. So, so funny. It was good. And then Nasir's like, I've got this and steps in, even though Deshaun doesn't want him to. And uh, I love Deshaun's quote where he's like, I love that for Nasir that he was the hero of the day, but just not this time. Like we needed to lose this one. I, I, I was happy for Nasir that he just like felt like he brought it home. And I was like, yeah. he, ne- he needed that. But, um, I, I, this was a fun challenge. I mean, we have to talk about JD yelling money and then not uh, hitting <laughs> the ring, hitting the post at all. Was- so should we step back and talk about the entire challenge? Because we haven't. So it starts in the water. They swim from oh, platform yeah. to platform, collecting pieces. Then they bring it up on the beach. They have to untie the bag. Then they have to jam these like big blocks of wood through this like platform thing to push a piece out that has a key hidden. And then they go and unlock these balls that they, is this the ring one? The balls. This is the ring one. So then they unlock the rings and have to hook three rings on hooks. 
and uh yeah there was a lot to it but it was uh it was i liked it it was old I school. Did too. it was like pretty straightforward easy mm-hmm. to follow i will say my one complaint about the season is like some of the twists i find hard to follow and i'm like wait can we just get all the rules written down can someone like put them on the screen for me i i have a hard time following but also ultimately the twists don't make the bigger difference so i don't try that hard to understand right so at the one point where jd is throwing the rings he does the same thing where he's like jumping off the platform trying to do like a jordan pump fake like layup thing and then tossing the rings and at one point is that is that when he was throwing the balls or is this when he's, th- he's throwing the rings at this throwing point? Throwing the rings. And, he's like, and he yells money. money and totally misses. <laughs> and I was like, so embarrassing. It doesn't yeah, get it, more embarrassing than that. It's like playing a video. He's like, he was like acting like he's alone in his bedroom playing a video game, but he's yeah. on national television playing survivor for $1 million. His, his alleged lifelong dream. So it was just inexplicable. He was going for glory. Yeah. And man, did he miss it? Yes. <laughs> that was beautiful for us to watch. I pictured it as uh friends on a basketball court and JD's like, I'm going to be Michael Jordan this time. And his buddy's like, no, I already called Michael Jordan. He's like, okay, I'm Kobe Bryant. And then every time he shoots, he's like, Kobe. And so this is like that same thing where he's like hucking trays and yelling money and uh, missing spectacularly. So funny. It was so, so funny. And I was like nervous. I was like, will they be successful in throwing the challenge? I, I didn't think so, but I was nervous watching. I, I don't know. It was it was just a good elimination challenge. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. And uh, so Ua ends up losing, which is right. the tribe of, of uh, our beloved JD. Money. Money. <laughs> uh, Riley, you're in the moment where you're throwing rings. You have to say something cool. Like, you don't have a choice. That's just part of this thing right now that we're doing. What are you yelling? Well, everybody always says Kobe, but I don't like Kobe. Okay. So, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what I would say. Peja, maybe. I'm a big <laughs> Sacramento Kings fan, so I'd probably say Peja. But I'd actually probably say nothing, because if I miss, like, JD so did, it'd be really embarrassing. Yeah. And I'm always, like, hyper aware of, like, how embarrassing i can be when i when stuff like that happens okay. so yeah i'd probably just keep my mouth shut okay you, Juliet, you would, you, i would oh. say for riley it would be like calling a timeout and being chris weber right that's same same lo- same level of failure yeah oh, no <laughs> yeah 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 that's what it would feel like <laughs> yeah although for chris me, weber doesn't take full responsibility for that no he doesn't and he's probably mad that i brought it up i don't think he appreciates that yeah, they were telling him to call timeout. I think yeah. they were like the bench. Yeah, the was bench like, was, call call timeout. was doing this to him, and so he did it. And then, uh, man, they I used lost. to. It's not his fault. I used to unfairly own, maligned. Yep, I used to only wear Michigan stuff when I was uh, in junior high. So many did, Tyson. Oh I my know. god, it's so influential. I know. Um, I would probably yell. I wouldn't. Uh, I would probably be like afraid. I, I don't know. I would be the worst survivor player. So like, it's just hard for me to imagine myself in any of these scenarios because it just would never happen. So I think I'd yell boom, boom, yeah. maybe nailed it. That would be good. Nailed, nailed it. it. Yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. Uh, so, okay. Well, Riley, uh, I think you'd yell it like while it was still in the air. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, yeah. Like, you still could, do. Yeah. Okay. I throw it. Yeah. I see that okay. it's going to hit it. That's the difference is that I could have the foresight to see if it's aligned to hit and I'd be like, boom. And then it would look cool. That's, I think, part of the difference here is that I would somehow, I think, make it look cool. 
Uh, yeah, you got to make it. You do have to make it. That's true. So uh, didn't look cool. Poor no, JD. It, it didn't look cool. And uh, Ua lost partly uh, due to JD showboating. Uh, maybe not, but it was partly due to JD. I don't know if the showboating had anything more to do with it. And Ua goes to tribal. They go back to camp first, and Shan is super bugged at JD's antics. She says so. She particularly did not like him shouting money. When she was making fun of him, it was it was great. Yeah. I, you knew he was going home the second he was like, I won't be giving away my extra vote again. And you're like, okay, he's probably going to give away his extra vote again. Yeah. And lo and behold... Shan, do 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 do. She somehow manipulated him into giving her the extra vote again. JD, it's a it's a sin. Who did that with the two immunity idols and didn't play him? Or Ozzy, didn't he give his away and then he got voted out by the uh, Gals Alliance? You're thinking James. Eric, I think Eric. Well, James had Eric. James had two and got voted out. Yeah. Eric gave one gave immunity necklace, necklace away. Yes. Right. And then right. there's yeah. lots of instances like that. But because there's so many instances like that, you should learn from history, even though it's a new era. Don't give your advantages away because that gives them a little more incentive to vote you out. I I want to say something very gendered. I'm sorry to the audience if they're offended, but I think it's worth noting that it's generally the men who give away their advantages to women who I have to presume they have crushes on. I mean, there's n- there's no. It's not always. It's not always. There's one in Game Changers. It was uh, Riley Gitter. It was Sierra told Sarah Lucina, "Oh, I've got this legacy advantage. You will it to somebody when you're voted out." And she was like, "I will give it if I get voted out. I'll give it to you." And then immediately cut to Sarah in a confessional, being like. I have to get Sierra out so I can get this advantage. And she did. Okay. For the most part, I think it is men giving it to women that they have crushes on. That's just my take. I will never give an advantage to anybody in the game. Never. Never. I can't believe JD did that. I honestly like twice. 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 He deserved to go for that, honestly. He did. Well, and the whole thing was that Shan was like, I need this so that I can trust you. But JD should be like, if you don't trust me, I don't know what I can do because like I've done everything so far to help. help. So like that should have been a red flag for JD, but obviously we're the viewers we're seeing like JD. So eloquently said, we're seeing the game. They're not fully seeing the whole game because they can only see what's happening in front of their face. Yeah. And so, yeah, I loved how he was like, I no, I'm not going to give her. And then he does give it to her. And she's like, I can't believe it. And he's like, this will be the last time that I actually give this advantage. And he was kind <laughs> of bratty about asking for the advantage back earlier in the episode anyways. Yeah. So already at that point, I was like, ooh, JD, you got to watch your tone in these moments. You know, you're still got to be friends with everybody. I also just think that he he clearly has a television awareness, right? Like, yes. I th- like he's very aware of what he's giving to the camera as evidenced by money. And so (laughs) I feel like he was trying to put on a show a little (laughs) bit to be the lead in his own television show without understanding that everyone else is also trying to be the lead in their own television show. But he was definitely, it's not just showboating for the people around him, but like very much for the cameras. 
And right. that got him in a lot of trouble. Very, very clearly. I, he did look cool though, with his earring and his hair. And he, he was correct about that. He totally did. And, uh, when I'm out there, my goal in confessionals is to get the cameraman laughing enough that the camera jiggles. Mm. So they don't I, use it. No, just cause I know my job is done. Like, cause uh-huh. the camera guys are so stoic. Like they won't crack for anybody. So if I can get one of the camera guys to crack, then I know that what I've said is gold. Right. Uh, I think to your point about Shan playing too hard, if you're Ricard and Jeannie, you've now twice in a row, she's claimed at least to the camera to be like, I have, I have a life altering decision to make. It's like my two children, who do I vote out? And then JD is like a brother to me. How can I get rid of him? She's doesn't you, she's not trustworthy. Like if you're Ricard and Jeannie, I think, you guys, you uh, hopefully will make it to the merge and then you tell them how she double-crossed two times in a row and use that to get her out. I mean, she's she's in trouble. Right. But I mean, if you're in control, you should everyone should feel like you're kind of with them for the most part. Right. And I do think it seems like Ricard really trusts her. So yeah. she got that. And Jeannie probably has no choice but to trust her right now. Right. Which uh, I was really fingers crossed for Jeannie to roll her Die. I know and, it would have been fun. And even Jeff poked her a little bit and prodded her to roll it. I felt in some of his questioning. He so wanted I was like, it to happen. He wanted it to happen. We wanted it to happen. It didn't happen because there's only a one in six chance of it even working out anyways. Right. And, and they probably want some chaos, right? Like it's been a fun season, but it hasn't been that chaotic. And yeah. I feel like they probably want a little bit more. The more chaos, the better. Riley thinks that uh, the die are going to be rolled more than two and a half times this season. Mm. Yeah. And I, we have a little wager. And, Taking I, think the over. and I think it's zero. Interesting. Yeah. Um, nobody's rolling that thing. I th- I thought Jeannie should have in this episode. I think so too. Be- because she voted for JD. So her only chance was if Shan and Ricard, who are obviously tight, they're not going to vote against each other, right. vote with her. Right. So it's a 3-1. So if she loses her vote, then it's 2-1. It doesn't matter That's... anyways whether she gets it or not. And if the votes are coming to her, then then she's done anyways. Her vote was irrelevant. She should have played her die. That's how I felt too. I felt like if everybody's telling you they're voting with you, we know those two are together. They're voting directional. Unless you can go to JD and say, hey, they're voting you. Let's us two vote together then that's the only time that it, uh, that's the only place. Those were her two plays. There's no way it was going to be a two, two split and they, somebody goes to rocks or whatever. It was going to be three, one, one way or the other. Well, I was kind of thinking that, that Jeannie, if Jeannie would have gone to JD, told him what was happening on from her end. And then JD kept his extra vote and used it. Then it could have been three, two. And so I was kind of like fingers crossed for that or fingers crossed for the die roll or uh, who knows what other advantages I'm missing that could have also been played. Uh, But uh, what happened was, uh, and I was kind of torn. I was like, is it like I was actually questioning because Jeannie was on the bottom. She get pissed at people. It seemed like she angered a few people from her outburst. And so I was kind of thinking, yeah, it could be Jeannie, but then, the second that JD gave up his advantage, I was like, this isn't looking good for JD. There's no reason for him to like give that to her. And then right. the last time he was like, okay, give that back. Like 
she doesn't want that to happen again. Shan's not having that conversation again. No, definitely not. Also, yeah, I, I, I think that Shan genuinely like decided quite early on that she was like time to get rid of JD, even though it was made to seem like she was torn. Right. I think she she understood pretty clearly. And also he made it made it abundantly clear that she could manipulate him. Like there's right. no question that she could be successful. So she went for it. And I don't know, man. Sad. Yeah. I feel I, did. Like, I, I feel like they they could have like a rom com, the two of them, JD and Shan. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. He's got oh. a crush on her. She sees him like a brother. A reality rom com. It would have to be reality because I doubt either of them are actors. Well, it could just be based on them. I'll okay. write it. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, and uh, Riley and I will get uh, EP credits, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. Cool. Got, got uh, you. I did also, I mean, backtracking just a hair. Uh, sure. I did like how everybody was scared of the die and mm-hmm. were trying their hardest to convince it not to be played. And in those moments, you do want to convince people to not play the wild card thing. I thought it was interesting how JD was trying to like warn everyone when he was just like, but everyone needs to do what they said they were going to do. And it's going to be fine. And yeah. I was just like, Oh Wink. God. Yeah. Like we don't know what you're talking about. JD. Yeah, everyone, nobody no one knows. Can follow. Everyone here is like, what? Uh, Ultimately, and- JD smart young man emphasis on young. That's my assessment of, of JD. I wish him the absolute best. I like everyone this season, except for Sydney, who I'm fearful of. I genuinely like think everyone seems like a good person. Oh, she would be so terrifying, right? Like, that's the thing so is that in Survivor, you do, you get terrified of your, if you're voting somebody and then it doesn't go the way, but you're still in the game with the person you voted for. There's a few people where you're just like, that's not even, it's almost not even worth like bringing that upon myself to go against the person we want to get voted out. Cause if it doesn't right. happen, I know that I'm going to have to deal with this headache for so many days. And uh, it's just like, yeah, Sandra's that way. Sarah Lucina is also that way where you're just like the second you even cross them a, a hair, they're both exploding uh, like catastrophically in your face nonstop. Not great. Not what you want to be around. No, ever, ever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's it. JD's JD, gone. I'm and- sad for him. Like, I, I feel like he was probably like the most bummed of everyone to go home so far. Oh my gosh, it was heartbreaking. I actually wrote that in my notes here. He's heartbroken, total bummer. He's feeling so sad, especially after listing off. Like these are, I haven't even hit all of my my bullet points yet that I need to, or my list. And uh, and that was sad to see him go. He seemed like he was okay. His closing remarks were that at least his hair looks good, which it did. We <laughs> remarked a few times that it did look good. They don't have mirrors or anything out there. They keep mirrors from you so you can't right. see how you look. So him like looking into that was uh was you know, he did that just like by feel. Mm-hmm. Or so like I, maybe he used the water for his reflection. You can use the water or sometimes you can catch yourself in a vehicle window, but they oh. keep the mirrors blocked. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. And uh, that's an interesting part of the social experiment. You just like don't know what you look like. Yes. And it must be shocking when you get to Ponderosa and you're like, wow. It is shocking. Yeah. Because you're tan and gaunt and your beard is so gross. And uh, we'll get to beards in a second. Uh, last thing of the episode uh, JD knew he was gone after two votes. And yeah. generally speaking, Riley, when you find yourself on the show, uh, if your name's written down two times, 
prepare your closing remarks or your meltdown or whatever you're going to do, because it's pretty much you unless you have some form of protection at Mm. that point. Okay. Noted. So like people are always like, how did it feel once Jeff announced that you were going home? I was like, I knew I was going home on the second time my name was read. And so I had like 30 seconds to be like, I hate everybody here. I just want to go home now. And I will find a way down the future or in the future, some point in life to reap my revenge upon all of these people. <laughs> There's 30 people out there that have crossed me in Survivor that's uh, comeuppance has not yet arrived. And wow. when it does, you will know. This is like a John, this is like John Wick, but Tyson, <laughs> Apostle, getting revenge. <laughs> Not a threat, a promise. (laughs) A Uh, promise. Yes. Uh, And I'm bringing Riley and Juliet with me. (laughs) We'd be glad to come. Okay, cross country. Uh, Love to be your attache. Good, yes. I'd love to have you. I think it's better. We'll be more powerful as a trio than individually. Great stuff. And then next time on Survivor, Jeannie finds a beware advantage, which is going to be fun because now are we going to see the phrase repeated again? Right. She'll have to say it again. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, Danny's worried about an all women's alliance and which is standard. Like Mm -hmm. any lines you can see anywhere, you're going to be worried if you're not part of it. And uh, Tiffany's worried about Xander. Worried about Xander. Not wrong. No, not wrong. He has a lot of advantages. So we got a lot to look forward to. Uh, Riley, what's our advantage breakdown here? What do we got? I said this at the the bottom of this outline here in case we needed to refer back to it. Actually, there, there were no new advantages that came up on this episode, though. Finally. Which I was, I was, yeah, finally. And I, I was surprised that there wasn't an advantage in the fish. I thought for sure. Like the first thing I would have done if, we, if I'd won the fish at the reward challenge is like reach into the thing's mouth and see if you would have. You would have checked its gullet to see if there was like a yeah, parchment. So- Subtly, but yeah, I would have I would have like peeked in there. That's probably even more credence to Tyson's theory that they got a different fish back at camp because like then they couldn't really do it right because they weren't transporting it. Yeah, I I think so. But I was surprised. I was like, oh, are they really gonna get just one fish or is there gonna be, you know, a little note in there? Yeah. I, was I mean, I guess you gotta check everywhere, but also like sitting at camp watching someone like you, Riley, like poke and prod every single thing that comes through <laughs> camp is part of the fun for uh for a fly on the wall, which I enjoyed thoroughly on winners at war, watching everybody think they were sneaking to check like every single thing. And, you know, it was just like, yeah, that's just tree mail, dude. Uh, so we got a lot to look forward to any, uh, closing statements on the, uh, episode, Juliet, uh, giving it a grade. B plus. I really liked it. Yeah. It was a good one. I, I thought it was like a really solid episode. Okay. Riley. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a B. I thought it was a, a like one of the funnier episodes, some somewhat unintentionally, maybe at points. Yes, but uh, JD brought it home for me with the humor. Sure, yeah, and I'll give it right in between a B and a B plus, just so yeah, that I'm not it was solid. It's yeah. like what you want from episode four. Yeah, it's good. It's a building. It seems like it's building. Last week's was a great episode. This week was another great episode. We're gonna see some more fireworks, and then the merge is gonna happen eventually. Soon. And uh, with that. Let's move into the segment Riley's been waiting for the entire time. He just sits here with his puppy dog eyes looking at us, waiting for the moment when he can 
you know, unleash uh, his voice upon the world. Riley, Survivor Superlatives. All right. Uh, yeah, let, let's, uh, we can just start like we usually do with best move. Uh, do either of you have a best move that you wanted to highlight? I mean, I do. I, it's got to be Shan taking JD's advantage, uh, in my opinion. I agree. I would say number two is Tiffany getting good at challenges. I just feel like that's really big for her. I'm serious, though. Like, yeah, I, I, getting I, good like she taught herself out there. <laughs> like, she's like, I'm practicing in the bushes, she like a Rambo montage or uh, at the right time. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's good enough to save them in two challenges, but not so good that she's perceived as like a threat in any way. She feel like my girl Tiffany is, she's had a solid week. Yeah. I think even when you fail spectacularly, like she did initially, even then when you're now, like crushing it, people still remember both. So they're like, yeah. she's not consistent. We could get either or from her. Yeah. So exactly. that I think is what people are thinking. And just like fingers crossed, she performs the next one. Uh, okay. Uh, Riley, what's next? Okay. Let's do the opposite. Worst move. Uh, JD given his uh, advantage away. Yeah. Nothing will ever compare. Mortal mistake. Yeah. yeah just- really bad. Uh, I would say also the second worst move. I think Deshaun and Danny trying to throw the challenge is a big mistake. I just feel like they only, oh, hot, they only even had over here. They only even had three people at a six in their little circle. Uh, you know, only two of them that, that we saw knew about throwing the challenge, just Danny and Deshaun. But then they only really wrapped in Sydney, and they're like, "Oh, we'll, we'll throw this challenge." And it's like, "Are you sure you even have the numbers?" Like especially with all these extra votes and stuff floating around. I, I know Deshaun has an extra vote, so he might think, Hey, we've got the numbers, but yeah, man, I don't know. I just feel like that does not, I, it's too I'm much like, yeah. risk. It's, it's one of them could have gone home, which would have been great. That would have made the episode even funnier. Right. Well, on token chains, we wanted to vote Aaron out, but Jerry got a case of like bean diarrhea or bean constipation and was like, I cannot go on any further. Because uh, we didn't have fire, so what we were doing was setting the beans in the sun in water and just letting them soak till they were soft enough for uh, soft enough for us to chew. And I was totally fine because I have an iron stomach, but Jerry was not fine, and he ended up begging to be voted off when we were going to vote Aaron. And I was still like, we should vote Aaron, and we didn't. And then we discussed throwing a challenge to vote her off, and she ended up down the road being part of my undoing. Mm. So that now we now we know why you feel so strongly. No, I think there's a time and a place. Sure. I can I can yeah. I can respect your uh, your guys' opinion that this was not the time or the place, and I'm more like neutral. Like maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but we're not going to be able to see it until later down the road. Like right. if Erica okay. is the one that then demolishes Danny and Deshaun and Sydney's game, then okay, they should have probably thrown the challenge. That's yeah, fair. That's a good point. Okay. We'll have, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we will. And that's the beauty of this show. Week to week. All okay, right. Riley, what's next? What was your favorite moment of the episode? Favorite moment, uh, Evie swimming the wrong direction. Uh, like I said, I love those moments where somebody is just doing something so baffling. If you're standing on the shore on her team and you're watching her do that and you're like, how? How are you even, like, how did you get discombobulated? You're four feet from the shore. And I was just trying so hard and trying so hard, <laughs> expounding, expand. Yeah. Expounding all of your energy in the wrong direction. Um, 
Mine was Sydney talking herself up to the camera. Very good as well. It, yeah. it was really, really good. I loved it. The threat of threats. Yeah. I liked it when she did that. She was like, I'm the threat of threats, physical threat too. And then minutes later, she's sitting out of their immunity challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she can't start a fire. She talks herself up. Is she the character this season? Is she? Because I did not pin her as. Nor like, I the outstanding character of the season. I thought it was going to be Brad. I thought we're going to see season Brad, even if he's voted out after the merge, uh, we're all going to remember Brad. And uh, now I'm thinking Sydney, Brad was just a red herring and it's going to be Sydney. I guess so. I think we've got a lot of character though. I think Shan's got a lot to offer. Um, I think Deshaun's got a lot to offer. I just, we, we, there's a lot of people that, a lot of people who are getting a lot of screen time have have left, so like there's just now more room for them. So we'll we'll see. Right, but Juliet in a in a season where Coach is a captain, Philip Shepard is a captain. Someone from this season is a captain. Who is it from this season? I think it's JD. But now he's gone. But now he's gone. Did he last long enough to no. get invited back? I think he'll, he'll get invited. Maybe not a captain season, but he, I could see him getting invited back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just loves like it so game, much. Game changers ass. No one you know, else just kind of yeah, an all star season. Second chances or something. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Uh, Riley, what's next on the docket? All right. Front runner to win. Ooh. I, I'm going with Evie. I think we, we already, yeah, we talked about this a little bit. Evie's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Evie yeah, is like a good there. one. Uh, she is on a tribe that's not fully winning. I, I don't dislike it. I think that, yeah, we're seeing only positive stuff from her. Shan, I think, is playing too hard now. It's For me, it's, I mean, I don't want to go with you guys just because, like, you said it and I didn't have anything planned for this moment right now. <laughs> but let's go with Evie. Evie? I think- I'll take Shan. You'll take Shan? You're going to go okay. Shan? Well, I think she's playing hard, but she's on a tribe of three now. So once they merge, she can just kind of reset. You know, it's not like there's going to be a bunch of people being like, wow, she's playing too hard. Right. We got to get her out. True. Unless uh, Ricard. She's got or Ricard. Jeannie's. Ricard, who's t- Ricard's tight with her. Yeah. Jeannie's, Jeannie's not, but I, I don't know. Jeannie's not as big of like a player of the game. So I don't know. She's not like an Erica where I'm like, Jeannie could blow up their game right. the way that we're talking about. I think, I think she'll be okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that could be. Very well, then. Uh, and next voted out. Yeah, that's the final one. Next voted out. Interesting. Xander. I don't no. know. They would get, they, that would, would be, be too, too obvious. obvious. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's Xander. I think that it's going to be someone from Luvu. That's the blue I, tribe, right? Yeah. yeah. It's Erica. Erica's gone. Yeah. They set it er- up. Yeah. They All set right, it up. Or it could just, could just be, yeah. So maybe it'll be one of the Danny Deshaun or, uh, Sydney too. I hope it's not Sydney <laughs> Me because too. I, I we're losing all the big good characters, yeah. and she's a good one. Juliet, if you had to choose between Danny or Sydney to go home next week, oh my god, yeah, oh, no. top <laughs> top choice. Yeah. I think I choose Danny though. I think we need. I think Riley's right. We need Sydney. We need that fire that she can't make. So okay. yeah, okay. <laughs> we need it. Uh, there, you heard it here first. Sydney um, over Danny. Are we gonna get the story about Riley's mom or what? Yeah, so uh oh God. before we uh Riley's mom, yeah, she did DM me. I said that I teased that, but uh we're gonna keep Riley waiting a little bit longer. <laughs> Give us the beard update, Riley. 
Uh, I think it's getting a little better. I'm, I'm out of the itchy phase. It's like softer Looks good. now. Yeah. The the thing is, is like it's it's the area around like my cheeks and jawline just has not and and will not. It'll fill out. It won't. <laughs> it, it won't. It's way too patchy and like uh, just kind of kind of fuzzy looking and bad. So um, you know the the chin like mustache area that that part's fine. Yeah. The rest of it, it's not good. So, because I've got a, uh, I've got a deal for you, right? This is day, this is day twenty two, by the way, for listeners. Day twenty two. We only have four more days till we get to day twenty six, and these aren't even real beards yet. Wow. No, yeah, it definitely not does even not, real beards. Wow. It definitely doesn't feel like this is complete in terms of how long you need to be on the island for. Absolutely yes, not. Exactly. And in four days, it's also not going to. No. Uh, and we already talked about that we're going to go to day 39. My mustache, because I started with a mustache, because that's how I would have started the show, is already growing into my mouth a little bit. Uh, but uh, I know we are going to day 39. I wanted to issue you a challenge. Okay. Uh, we go the full duration of the podcast, Ooh. growing our beards out. And in exchange, I will use all of my connections and do everything in my power to get all three of us here tickets to the live finale of oh, Survivor fun. season 41. If they even have a live finale. I bet they will. Will it be in New York or LA? LA. Okay. Cool. But I'm in. I think they've read they read the uh the votes on the island. They already read the winner, but that doesn't mean they won't have a reunion still, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, probably not. How do you cool. feel, Riley? You gonna do it? I don't know. You're putting me. You're putting me under a lot of pressure, but I'm already counting down those days until uh, until I get it. I don't know if I can go through Thanksgiving and have like a sixty plus day worth here's of facial the thing hair. Too, it's Riley. gonna be really rough. Here's the thing, too, Riley, is that for the Ringer holiday parties, we'll have sick beards too. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, as I, as I said, mine will not look sick. Mine will just look stringy and gross. Yours Does Riley look... have to decide now, or can he decide on day thirty nine if he, he wants? Can to decide on day thirty nine. Somebody on Instagram like commented on something, and they were like, "Can I get odds that Riley goes to to the end or whatever?" And I was very insulted. I'm I'm definitely going to go to at least day thirty nine. Look at how slow your beard is growing. Why wouldn't you go to day thirty nine? You're, you're not asking cool. me to go to day like one hundred or something. Uh, we are now. That's we're going to middle of December, dude. That's a lot. I'm going. You're going. Neck beard and everything. I'm not going to shave any of it as long as you don't and i mean i don't want to hold this over your head like this but if you do shave it before then then it looks like it's just going to be me and juliet at the live finale <laughs> i have to consider it oh my goodness wow so i can't much commit i can't commit right now okay so when will you have an answer to us let's say next week <laughs> okay next week something to come back for love it I know yeah. you're just going to uh, keep the pressure on until we get to whatever the day 39 podcast is that we do. Uh, I think it'll actually be a, like a few days after day 39. Cause that'll fall in between. But uh, yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably going to shave it after that. That's where I'm leaning probably. right now. Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, I have a little bit more for you then we'll sweeten the deal a little bit here okay. for you, Riley. Uh, Riley's mom, uh, Tina Jensen McAtee. Now, do you believe me? That yeah, that's her name. <laughs> okay, how else would I know her name unless she DM'd me this on is Facebook? The best. You probably look it up, but <laughs> continue. This seems this all checks out. Okay, she states that she's your mom. Do you concur? 
<laughs> Unless it's a burner account. I mean, yes, that's my mom's name. Okay. Okay. And uh, she said that uh, you guys used to all sit down and watch Survivor together growing up. And you have so many great memories of watching the show together. And she wants me to encourage you to try out for the show. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, she's tried to encourage me before. So, okay, but I probably have a stronger powers of persuasion. Uh, perhaps <laughs> you grow your beard to the life finale date, Riley, and I will get your audition video into the head of casting's hands. Wow, this is momentous. I give them here for this. Yeah, I feel like we're on Survivor. And we'll try and get you to the live finale too. Obviously, that's not my decision to get you to. The, I all I can do is ask and beg to get tickets, but I've never been rejected yet. Okay, uh, I honestly don't know if they they would cast me in part because I've I've like written about Survivor and I've written some. I, I'm not always the nicest they've, in the things that I write about them. They've put uh, they've put super fans who have done podcasts and stuff on the show before. Jacob uh, Darwin was that his name? I don't remember him. Who he went pretty early, and that's oh. probably going to be your fate if you go on the show, Riley, wow. because you know so much about it. Yeah, I wouldn't tell anybody that. They figure it out. I pretty mean, quick. but isn't everyone who's cast on the show kind of knows, uh, you know, a lot about it at this point? Definitely. Yeah, pr- yeah, probably. You'd probably be fine. Uh, so I sort uh, of feel like the, Jake- the super fan thing, like, oh, I'm the super fan that's on this season. Like, that's kind of played out. Like, usually, yeah, six, everybody's sixteen out of eighteen now. of them are super fans, and then you get like one Brad, who's right. still a fan. So, he's just kind of a you know, like an interesting player. So I'll get you the video to. I'll get the video into the hands, and I'll put in some good words. I'll, I'm willing to stick my neck out for you if you can grow this beard to. Uh, middle of December. Why do I have to grow the beard to, to get this? What, what else can I? Because well, what am I it's getting? A Riley? What am it's I a getting? Challenge. Yes, this is what I want from you in exchange for what you're getting from me. It's classic barter system. All right. Well, maybe we can continue to negotiate. Okay. And then when we get to the middle of December, I think we then have to grow our beards twelve inches long so we can donate it to Locks of Love. <laughs> This is a never-ending cycle, Tyson. We're going to keep it going as long as we can. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I now I understand him. how you've gone on four times. I feel like this has been a, a real window into your soul as you like, quasi-tortured Riley. <laughs> Great stuff. Obviously, I'm open to negotiations, Riley, but that's uh, what I'm putting on the table for us. All right. And remember that if you decide to shave your beard, you're not the only one that's going to miss out on going to the live finale. Our friend Juliet then will also maybe not be able to go. So you have to keep her feelings in, in mind as well. Riley has won the reward challenge. He never wanted. He's like, how did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But secretly, if Riley's not listening right now, Juliet, we would still figure out a way to get to the live finale. Thanks so much, Tice. You're the best. I know. Uh, (laughs) So a lot to, for you to digest, Riley, and think about and uh, post to social media throughout the week. Uh, anything else uh, before we close this episode? No. Thanks for having me back. None. Okay. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in again. Uh, why wouldn't you? We're uh, one of the best podcasts out there. And uh, you can uh, 
see all of Juliet's hot takes on her Twitter account. Sure. Uh, I don't right? tweet anymore, but sure. Yeah. You gave up tweeting? Yeah. And right after the Oscars in 2020, I've stopped tweeting. Okay. Why did that prompt no more tweeting yeah, anymore? Yeah, for what? What reason? In 2020, I didn't want to be a part of Twitter leading up to the election. And I just like my final tweet was just really Brad Pitt. Like literally just says. Brad okay. Pitt. How many likes does it have? Um, a few. Um, okay. and I just decided I didn't want to be part of the, the Twitter economy. So I, I stopped, but I still, yeah, I still check it out. I still read your DMS. I retweet here and there, support my colleagues, but, um, find me on Instagram at Julie Litman. more active. Uh, Riley, where, where should people go to find you? Probably Twitter at Riley Mac. Twitter. Ouch. No solidarity for Juliet. I'm not on Instagram cool. very much. I, I support Riley doing what's best for okay. him. So it's all good. So Riley's on Twitter and uh, it's just your full name. Yeah. Yeah. All one word. Riley McAtee. Yeah. All one word. Verified surprisingly. And uh, <laughs> just kidding, Riley. Uh, when you get this beard going all the way to December, I'm going to get you double verified. You're going to have a check on both sides of your name. Huh. See, now I'm starting to feel like all the things that you're promising, you can't necessarily deliver on. <laughs> this is the only one I can't. Okay. Uh, so, okay. Follow, follow Riley there for any hot takes, uh, links to his other works and podcasts and, uh, articles and find out everything, uh, even beard related stuff. I think you can ask Riley about, and he'll be more than happy to post, uh, high res pictures of his beard. Sure. You look great, Riley. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, you can find me. You know where to find me. I'm on everything, even TikTok. I shouldn't be, but I am. All right. So. I'll, I'll follow you there. I'm new to the space. Thanks yes. for having me, Tyson. Thank you. Thanks so much, everybody. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>